Welcome to In the Telling on the Street at the April 2019 FanX Convention. What follows are brief on the street interviews with authors, fan fiction writers, and book buyers, romance author Chantel Sessions, middle grade fantasy author J.R. Simmons, young adult contemporary author Sarah Jo Clough, young adult urban fantasy author Wendy Knight, fan fiction writer Amanda Thompson, fan fiction author Amy, fan fiction author Mike. Fantasy author Lance Conrad, Stephen Carter author and Jet Atwood cartoonist, fantasy author Ben Ireland. I am Chantal Sessions. I'm a romance author, and I'm here at Fanex for the very first time to find new readers and friends and uh, let them know about my brand new book, my debut novel called The Entangled Princess. Tell me what that's about a little bit. So, so she's embroiled in a lot of different things. She's the princess of her country and her country's at war and she has met a soldier that she thinks is in her father's army but he's not he's actually her enemy and they just don't know it's it's secret identity they just don't know who the other is and so they fall in love and will their love make this kingdom crumble what's really going to happen you know between these two lovers and the countries and everything and that's why I decided to call it the entangled princess because she is. She's totally just politically entangled. Politically entangled, in love, entangled, all kinds of ways. Yes. What gave you the idea for this novel? It's a fairy tale my husband told me when we were courting that I turned into a medieval romance. Oh, that's wonderful. It's sweet. It's a great story. Do you know where this fairy tale originally comes from? You know, I no. I, I mean, in, I'm calling it a fairy tale just because it has that feel. You know. But, I mean, it's not like an old fairy tale. My husband just made it up. That's awesome. <laughs> and this is your debut novel? Yes. How are you feeling about that? It's good. It's fun. I love it. It's really exciting. Fanix has only been going on for a couple hours, but how I know. are you feeling about it? I'm, you know, I'm meeting new people and um, selling some books, and it's fun. I like it. Yeah. Will you be here tomorrow? Yes, I will. Great. What booth number is this? This is 612. Anything else you want to tell me, Shanta? Um, you, uh, just uh, come down. It's really exciting. There's a lot of fun costumes and really fun people to talk to, and they're all having a really good time. Lots of fun merchandise, and come check it out. Thank you so much. Yep, thanks. Okay, so my name is J.R. Simmons. I'm a local author. I live out in North Ogden, Far West area. I started writing about six or seven years ago, and I write mid-grade fantasy. Well, mostly. So I write a little bit. My main series is mid-grade fantasy. It's called Rage Song, and kind of a Narnia or Percy Jackson or Fablehaven-esque, where a couple of kids from our world end up going to a different world, and they uh, they they have a power of their musical ability in our world turns into this power called Rage Song when they get to this other world. And the better they get at music in our world, the better they're able to utilize this other power when they get to this other world. The first book is about them surviving, and then the rest of the series is about them joining in, the, in a full-on conflict. Um, I've also written a book in a series called Gates of Atlantis with five other authors, and we each wrote a book in that series, and I wrote the bad guy story of the bad guy and why he's trying to shut down the gates to get into the series of Atlantis. That book's called uh, Madness Behind the Throne. Um, You know, when I was out doing uh, school visits, I had a lot of young kids asking me if I had books that were for them, and I didn't have anything that were that age group, and so I wrote a kid's book called Ye Zombies that is about zombies eating grains instead of brains. And so it's, it's pretty silly, but it's a lot of fun for young kids. Um, the other book I wrote is I kind of branched out, and I went to uh, historical fiction. 
I am a huge fan of the Nativity story. I've always loved the Christmas story. And so I wrote a book that um, talks about Zacharias and Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph and why, and pretty much what happened from when Gabriel came and visited Zacharias all the way up through the birth of the Savior. And so I've been, you know, and now I've, I've finished my Rage Song series, and so now I'm moving on into a different set of, a different set of books, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy what I'm doing. It's, unfortunately for me, it's not enough to be a full-time job. This is kind of more of a hobby. I also work as a computer scientist out of Hill Air Force Base. And, but it is a fun way for me to be able to pass the time a little bit. Where do we find your books? So all of my books can be found on Amazon, or usually I'm, I'm around, I'm local. And so you, the best place to find them, if you're looking for them online, would be Amazon, because I sell exclusively through Amazon. Um, but I also, yeah, if you hit me up on Facebook, or, uh, or, or if you find me there, you can find me in that way, and it's a little easier and they, they do sell a little cheaper. When you buy it from the author, usually it's a little bit cheaper than when you go through Amazon because then Amazon doesn't need to take their cut. Give so great question. Again for on Facebook. So my name on Facebook is J.R. Simmons, and you can find me for, if you just look up author J.R. Simmons, you'd be able to find me. Great. Um, how are you enjoying Fanex so far? Do you know what? Fanex has been a lot of fun. There's been a lot of interesting costumes. I'm going to be more excited for tomorrow when people are more looking forward to buying instead of perusing. But I do enjoy seeing all the people that are out and about. It's a lot of fun. Great, thanks so much, Jeff. Thank you. Hello, uh, my name is Sarah Jo Clough. I am a young adult contemporary author. I also write middle grade contemporary. I have two contemporary books, The Kiss List and Filler Friend. Um, Kiss List is about a girl who is told by her ex-boyfriend that she's a bad kisser, so she sets out, makes a list of all the hot guys in school she wants to kiss um, so they can kind of put that rumor to bed and so but it doesn't go quite as she planned and you know rumors start getting spread around her that she doesn't quite like so that's kind of a find yourself type of story but it's a lot of fun and lots of kissing um filler friend is a friendship story uh, it's about a girl eleonora who doesn't want to attach to anyone emotionally so she starts a filler friend operation she'll fill in for a friend for a night if someone needs someone to go to the movies with or like just to hang out with um, just so her parents think she's socializing and people are, have friends and it all works out. But then she gets one client that starts to become a regular and the kind of the are we, are we not friends. So that's a whole friendship story. There is a love interest, so it's kissing in that one too. I like kissing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my middle grade one is The Immortal Life of Cotton Wiley. It just came out. Um, he's a forever 10-year-old, doesn't grow up, and so he's trying to make purpose of his life. So him and his friend kind of start a superhero sidekick business and Cotton's the sidekick because he's small and charm and you know the comic relief and they rescue students in peril at school you know if someone needs help with something they're, they're there to save the day so that's that one I also have my alter ego Joe Cassidy that I write for my young adult thrillers so if you like the scary stuff that's for you um, Good Girl Stay Quiet was my first book it's a psychological thriller uh, it's about a girl and her daddy. He makes her call her daddy. And, yeah, it's kind of a creepy situation. Um, but to her, it's normal. It's like her whole life, how she's been. But she keeps track in her journal, everything that happens to her that she goes through with daddy. And one day her journal goes missing at school, and a blackmail emerges. Uh, blackmailer emerges from that, and so she kind of has to figure out how far she's willing to go to protect her and her daddy. Um, so it's kind of a fun mess with your mind type of one. She has her imaginary friends that she talks to, her stuffed elephant Noah. And then she has a wrench in the basement when she gets locked in the basement. Her name's Sally. So she kind of helps her 
through those processes. And then my other one is Willow Marsh. It's a paranormal thriller if you like ghosts and seances. Um, it's about Tessa who lost her mom and brother in a car accident and she was the driver. So she feels really bad and so she tries to contact her mom on the other side to apologize. And in the process lets in two ghosts into our realm. One who haunts her and one that possesses her. And so it's all going through that of trying to rid them and try to figure out how to get them to go to the other side and leave her alone. So that one's a more jump out at you, scary, kind of fun mess. So that one's a lot of fun. I am actually working on book two of that one right now, writing it. So, And then I have um, a vigilante thriller, Harper, that's coming out in the fall, um, kind of like a spy thriller. She um, works for a company that um, basically tracks down terrorists and will try to stop the t attacks before they happen. But, you know, go against the law. They have to do stuff under under the radar type, type thing so they don't get caught by the government. But just definitely a fun kind of fast-paced thriller for that one. Um, tell me where we can find your stuff. Okay, all my books are on Amazon, both Joe Cassidy and Sarah Joe Clefts. Uh, you can get e-books, audiobooks, paperback, hardback. They're all up there. And, um, yeah. How are you enjoying Fennec? I'm actually really enjoying Phoenix. I have never been at all. This is my first time attending in any way, shape, or form. So it's kind of fun to come as a first time as a vendor, get to see it from a very different or interesting, I think, perspective and meet interesting people. And it's been a lot of fun to just talk to such a variety of people. And I think just even the socializing has been probably my favorite part so far. Okay, so my name is Wendy Knight, and I write young adult urban fantasy, so it's magic set in our world. Um, all my stories are really big on the, the heroine being the, her own hero and not being a damsel in distress. And they are all on Amazon um, in print, ebook, and some of them are in audiobook. Tell me some of the stories uh, a little specifically, like the titles and the. Um, so, Cauldron Bubble is my, they're my twin witches, and that one has romance in it, but it's mostly based on like the strength of family. So, they're twin witches and between each other they find the strength to defeat all the bad guys and save the world and a lot of mine are like that um, my alien ones are the same like they're sisters and they're trying to find each other to kill the aliens and save the world very cool how long have you been writing um since i was little but i've been publishing since 2013 and what made you decide you wanted to be a published author well, so I just wanted to finish the story because my whole life I'd finished, or I'd started like tons and tons of books, but I'd never finished any of them. So I was writing one because I had a nine-month-old baby that didn't sleep. So while I was like rocking her in the middle of the night, I would plan this story. So I started writing it, and all I wanted to do was finish it. But my husband's like, no, you need to get it published. And I was like, no. But then um, we made this whole deal because I have an obsession with boots. And he's like, if you try for a year to get it published, then I will let you buy the boots If at the end of the year. So I tried for the year. I got 56 rejections. And then a week before the end of my year, I got three offers. So Were these like a really expensive pair of boots? Well, they were like $80, but I didn't want to spend that on me. Like I'll spend it on my kids, but not on myself. So I got the boots and I got... Um, a publishing deal for my first series. Congratulations, that's a really cool story. Thank you. Um, so what's the trick to finishing? Like incentive or a spouse or what? I, I do really well with bribery. 
So even now, because I have 31 books written, and even now I have to bribe myself every single day. Like, if I get this done, then I can have Pepsi. Or, like, every day I bribe myself just to finish my goals. That's awesome. And how are you enjoying Phoenix? It's fun. I love watching all the people because these costumes are amazing. And it's so fun just to sit and people watch. No problem. Thanks for asking. Yeah, Jump in and talk to you. Well. Introduce yourself right. to me. Hi, I'm Amanda. This is my first time at FanX. And what do you think so far? I think it is awesome. The only other con that I've been to is San Diego Comic Con, and I like this one just because it's, um, I don't know, uh, San Diego is really, really big, but you also get really, really lost in things. So this, you can kind of hit everything that you want to, and the people are really, really friendly. The staff are super helpful. Yeah. Are you from around here? I'm from St. George. Oh, cool. So you're in a hotel tonight? Yes, I am. Coming back tomorrow? Oh, yeah. What's the best thing so far? Um, so far it was the Lucifer panel. I'm freaking out about that, yeah. <laughs> so I saw you outside a local author booth. Yes. What makes you interested in local authors? Um, so I am a big reader. I also work in a local, well, a local library in St. George. Um, so I love to support local writers. I'm also a writer myself, so I love especially finding local um, authors who are trying to sell their, their books uh, at the conventions like this. I think it's super awesome, and I love authors. So, What have you written? Um, so I've written a couple of short stories that have been published. Um, I've also written a huge epic piece of fan fiction for Avatar The Last Airbender. I will. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, where do we find this epic piece? The Avatar Wiki. It's called Air. Okay. Very simple title. Um, yeah, and um, I'm working on a couple of novels. So. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, howdy. I'm Amy. I'm from Texas. Yeah? What, <laughs> yeah. You, do, what you doing here today, Amy? Well, I am fan fiction besties with Amanda, who you just interviewed. I guess uh, we go to the Avatar Wiki's top three fan and celebrities, sort of. But, uh, yeah, I've never been to a Comic-Con before, and she idolizes Tom Ellis. So she came here, and then she got us here. We flew in from three different places. That's awesome. What, do you, uh, what made you decide to buy Lance Conrad's book? Oh, the thing is, um, I'm a huge advocate of, you know, just people who haven't had the time for their spotlight yet. And I want to, um, it's really important to an author, I think, to just have someone early on who tells them how amazing their work is, just to, for them to not give up on it. Because I can tell he's uh, starting out, and his premise is perfect, I think. So, yeah. What, uh, what particularly about the premise are you like, oh, that's me, I'm interested? Uh, the fact that he can turn something that sounds overdone, like a stone that tells you your destiny, and turn it into something completely original. I think that's not something you can find every day. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, sir. Mm. Introduce yourself to me. Hi, I'm Mike. Mike, what brings you to Panix today? Oh, well, uh, my friend Amanda, the, of, uh, who I met on Avatar Wiki, uh, we've had this idea to go to uh, Fanex together. We've always talked of meeting up and go to a convention together, and this, this one lined up perfectly, so here we are. And you traveled to Utah from where? From Virginia. What do you think so far? Um, I think it's pretty amazing. It's uh, it's, uh, it's probably surpassing New York Comic Con, which is actually the, uh, the biggest convention I've been to so far. What makes this better? Um, I think it's, um, it's, uh, it's, I feel it has a lot more variety. Maybe I'm totally off of that, but that's just an impression I've got so far looking at everything. And, and a lot of great costumes, a lot of great people here. It's a lot of fun. And you write fan fiction for Avatar The Last Airbender as well? Oh, uh, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? Oh, Dragon Seasons of Volcanoes. My first was Avatar Energy Saga. Excellent. And we can find it on that Avatar wiki, right? Uh, yes, yes, it's still there. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, my name is Lance Conrad, and I'm a Utah author and storyteller. 
I spend most of my time traveling around and speaking at schools, and I also produce some videos. Tell me about your books. All right. Well, my books are fantasy. Let me just go ahead and take a second and tell you about one of them, just as a representative. We have The Price of Creation, set in the land where each person is born with a small stone, decides what they're going to do in their life, what they're going to be good at. Right? It enhances their natural abilities, makes them a master of that one thing that they're meant to do. And the story focuses around this one family. Their son is born with a stone that destines him for great destruction. So, bad luck there. So the family has to raise and train at their son while protecting him from their own people, who see the boy as a threat and want him killed. And then when everything falls apart, as it does in any good book, Ryan has to, the boy's banished, sent away to this land of uh, savages, essentially, called destroyers. But there he's able to find out about the history of his own land, where the stones came from, and what their true purpose and power really was. Thank the you. Price of creation. That's hard. for somebody who's not at your booth at Fanex today. Where, they, where can they find that? Oh, I am generally not hard to find. You can just Google Lance Conrad. I'm on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, whatever. Um, though this, uh, my specific website is LanceConradBooks.com, and you can find a lot of other updates and books and everything there. Do you publish for Kindle as well? Oh yes, Kindle, Kobo, uh, Nook, all the all the platforms. Cool. Um, would you say that you are young adult fantasy, adult fantasy? I would say that I originally aimed at young adults. Uh, like I said, when I, travel around, when I travel around and speak, that's usually who I'm talking to is the young adults. That being said, most of my biggest fans have been adults. So uh, young adult was what I'm aiming for, but I think I accidentally cast the wider net. <laughs> How long have you been doing this? Uh, writing or actually doing it as a living? Both. Okay. Uh, so I got started writing books about 15 years ago. Trying to impress a girl. It didn't work. Uh, but uh, I, I discovered something I really loved. I uh, really loved writing, really loved telling stories. Um, I've been published for about five years now. I've got five books out. And yeah, I've traveled around to multiple states. Of course, Utah is always home. Uh, whenever I'm gone, I always miss my mountains. Uh, but yeah, it's gone very well. I've won Best of State a couple times now. Uh, first for the books, also for my video series, Word of the Day. And oh, word of the day, uh, word of the day with Lance Conrad. It can be found on YouTube. I also have stuff on Teachers Pay Teachers, kind of uh, some combined curriculum, uh, things like that. It's actually been used in classrooms as far away as Australia, and actually, it's getting picked up by some television stations now. Uh, it's just a very simplistic format. I teach a word, tell the roots, and I tell a story from history that uses the word in context. I've always had a deep and abiding love of history, and so I really love telling some of those stories that nowadays are almost being forgotten. Lance, what's the word for today? Oh, boy. I, I would say that the word for today would be ebullient. And it means? Ebullient actually comes from the Latin roots meaning to boil. You can almost hear it in that, ebullient. Uh, it's when you are boiling over with joy. When you are overjoyed, you are ebullient. And I feel ebullient today because, of how, first of all, just being in this this atmosphere, all this energy. Um, I'm also celebrating for multiple reasons. My wife just had a baby. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And so, yeah, that has been amazing. And I won Best of State for Fiction Author, which in Utah is such an honor considering how much literary talent we have here in the state. I've traveled around. I can say with great confidence Utah, that Utah has one of the greatest book cultures in our nation. We just have so many readers, so many writers, and we very much have that literary culture here 
that we often take for granted. But I, you travel outside the state and they just don't have that. Why do you think Utah has that? To be honest, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but it is something I've found that's self-sustaining. You know, the more people are reading, the more they share that with their friends. That's the more they they talk about. Uh, whereas other states have gone a lot more towards TV shows or video games or things like that. And that's what they talk about. Uh, Utahns, we talk about books. And it's part of our culture. And that helps to sustain it. All right, Paul, thanks so much for chatting with me today. Oh, my pleasure. All right, introduce yourself for me. I'm Stephen Carter. I'm the author of I Plates, which is a Book of Mormon graphic novel. I got the idea back when I was uh, a, a, a magazine editor, and we were doing an article on the LDS Church in uh, Hong Kong. And I thought, it'd be kind of fun to do a Book of Mormon manga. And so I got together with Jet, who was sort of my go-to artist, and I said, let's do a Book of Mormon manga. And we thought, what's the best thing to start with? And we thought, Ammon, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we did that, and it worked out really well. And so we just kept going, and... Now we have uh, three, four, five, it depends on how you're counting, but we have about 200 pages worth of material now. I love this poster that I'm seeing behind you. Definitely the Ammon story, because there's a sword and there's arms flying everywhere. But the sheep look like Pikachu. Yeah, you, you want me to... So, um, in the Book of Mormon, in the story of Ammon, uh, it says that he was defending the king's flocks. But the Book of Mormon never said flocks of what? So, we got to have some fun. <laughs> but that's sort of the, the entire point of what it is we're, we're, we're doing. This is like Book of Mormon fan fiction. So we go in and we expand the stories, we fill out characters, we uh, kind of make it into a gateway drug to the real Book of Mormon for the kids. That's our job. Uh, yeah, I see Batman and Gandalf and a TARDIS. Yes, that's because the gospel is for everyone. I, I think Stephen sort of said it all. I mean, so you're the artist. I, I am the artist on this. I had been the uh, the go-to cartoonist at uh, Sunstone Magazine for a while, and then Stephen came in as an editor, and we found we we're just our sensibilities are just really, really simpatico. And yeah, for what started off as a one-off comic, I, you know, it's it, every year we manage to have something new at the table, and our agreement is as soon as it stops being fun, we'll we'll quit. And at the end of every con, we look at each other and are like, want to keep going? Yeah, okay, we'll keep going. So how long have you been doing this then? Our first con was five years ago yesterday. And uh, do you only do the, the Fanex, the Salt Lake cons, or do you travel we, we generally do the, we do the fan, yeah, we do the Fanex and then the Comic-Con in the fall. We've, we've talked to other people. There's uh, other cons that are like starting to spread out. We're talking a little bit more about doing that i'm i'm currently living in san i grew up in farmington i'm currently living in san francisco so i come out specifically for these if i can get myself closer to home i think we'll probably start hitting more cons we'd love to get them in other places <coughs> costco <laughs> so we're we're work, like it's fun it's been a lot of fun it's also a lot of work so i'd like to start seeing other options we can do to actually start getting them in front of more eyeballs because we're really proud of it and I'm just going to sound. This is going to sound super arrogant. I think the quality is. I think the quality is there, and no one's doing anything like this. No, not at all. Have you have you talked to those red books? Yeah, we're slightly more irreverent for them, you know. And people have asked. So here's my here's my quippy answer. Deseret book smells like sacrament meeting. Costco smells like money. 
So, you know, the more eyeballs, the better. But, I mean, I mean, the thing what I really like about doing this versus – I'm not knocking other projects. What I, what I really enjoy about this is, like, we're not starting from Nephi and then just plowing through um, – we're, we're, we take little stories, we expand them out, we'll fill in backstories, we'll add additional characters, but we're, and we make sure it matches the timeline of the Book of Mormon, but we're not really interested in like going through it all chronologically. There's so many stories you could suss out. Like we've talked about, you know, there's the story, you know, where the, where the Nephites get the Lamanites drunk and sneak out at night. What an interesting story from a Lamanite's guard point of view. There's so, it's such a wealth of, of material that you can pluck from all all parts of the book of mormon and no one's doing anything like it so right now like we're just we're having a really good time we just started a new story that we're not we're kind of keeping the story a little close to the vest but the the only the only hint we're giving people as to what it's about is it's set in the 80 and 6th year of the reign of the judges so people will have to go and be like okay what's actually going on in the book of mormon where this is set so it's it's so much fun, and no one's doing anything like it. And we work well together, and we're still having fun. I got another question for you, Stephen. <laughs> All right. Um, do you find that anyone that you get interest from people who don't know what the Book of Mormon is? Usually, people who don't know what the Book of Mormon is go for our Mormonism for beginners. But uh, yes, there was one time when a fellow came over and he said, "I have um, neighbors who are Mormon." I am an ex-Catholic who turned into a Protestant, and now I'm a pagan, but I really love my Mormon neighbors. <laughs> and so he, uh, he bought them all, and he kept coming back. But nobody who, like, isn't actually... Have you? Have yeah. you sold? Yeah, I have. My, my best friend teaches uh, school in San Francisco, and she keeps them on her bookshelves, and, and kids will read them. But, I mean, you never know who's going to buy them. And, and we've, we've both... We've both been shamed a little bit because a lot of times you can kind of spot and think who you know is your audience but like a few years ago I had this guy come up and he reeked a cigarette smoke he'd probably been drinking a little covered in tattoos and and bought the set I mean you don't you don't know it's 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 almost as if we're missionaries a little bit except that it's way easier to move the book it's not just blue it's got pictures (laughs) And really awesome pictures. I have to admit it. So, the right words now, are good, too. The only place we can find this is right here. It's not available online in any way. You, like, could people reach out to Facebook or Amazon or oh, Etsy? Yeah. Or? You can buy, they can absolutely buy it on Amazon. But if you come visit us at the con, then you get it for a much better deal. Can you do a quick uh, run through of, like, you can find it on Amazon under this name? or yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you go to Amazon and you type iPlates, and that's I. P-L-A-T-E-S It'll into it. It will want to auto-correct a Pilates. Fix it. <laughs> but that will be us. I plates. Pure Book of Mormon awesomeness. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Ben Island. I write books. What kind of books? Oh, um, lots of books. I have... See, I told you it wasn't going to be super brilliant. <laughs> um... I've written two series prim- primarily. We have the Kingdom City series, which is kind of Game of Thrones meets Terminator. It's magic users versus cyborgs. It's cool, more adult, more violent. So, And then there's the Billy Blacksmith series that's about um, a young kid named Billy. He's a little bigger, a little 
heavier than your average kid, and one night a giant spider emerges from under his bed trying to drink his blood, and his day gets worse from there. <laughs> and it's all downhill. Right. Yeah, Demon Slayer, Hellforged, Iron Soul. There's going to be eight books in the series. But um, I say that, but book 3.5 in the series is going to come out next month. Bleakwood Law. 3.5, what does that mean? So it's a collection of short stories from other characters in the Billy Blacksmith universe because there's, we're heading towards a big conflict in book eight, and there's a lot of key players. So we get to see what other people are doing to lead up to that. Like a spin-off series. So, mm, but bringing it in, spinning it. Right, it's it's not a spin-off series because there's different short stories. So each Billy Blacksmith book opens and closes with a chapter from someone else's perspective, like the demon gods or someone like that. And that's and so this is just more of that. Different chapters from different perspectives. Jeez, I was going through a box of stuff that I forgot I had, and uh, it turned out that in, like, ninth grade, I got a certificate for excellence in writing, and it probably started around there. You have a dialect. I'm from Australia, but I've been here for a long time. What brought you to Utah? Um, I drove. A car? Yeah. <laughs> So I moved to Houston about 23 years ago, and I moved to Utah almost five years ago. For fun? Uh, my dad got a job. He was an engineer, so we moved over there. Left half of my family in Australia. Moved over here, and then I met my wife in Houston, and she's from Utah, so that's how I ended up up in Utah. Um, would you say the Billy Blacksmith series is more like young adult? Yes. It's young adult urban fantasy. It's set in Utah. So Billy lives in a uh, fictional city called Bleakwood, which is where Bleakwood Law gets its name from. But he lives in Utah, and uh, because it's, it seemed like a great setting, it's beautiful here. I like writing about the mountains and all the things that he gets to fight monsters in. And also it has all the ingredients. If you're a demon god planning on invading our plane of reality... Utah is a great place to get everything you need. <laughs> what does a demon god mean? Salt, uh, sand, blood. How are you looking, Fennec? It's good. <laughs> tell, me, tell me why it's good. How it's good. Well, it's being out in public's always a bit of a challenge. Um, I don't. I'm not super social, so it's nice to get out and. Uh, challenge myself by being social once or twice a year. <laughs> That'll do. That's enough social. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, what's the biggest challenge for you about? Well, as I would say having the time, because I still have my full-time job as an IT guy, and so I've been writing, you know, instead of sleeping. <laughs> so that's that's been hard. So you can get Billy on Amazon. Uh, Amazon.com is the best place for the physical books. But I think I'm on Apple Books too. And Barnes & Noble. You can buy me from the uh, online store for Barnes & Nobles. We just look for Billy Blacksmith. Yeah, give us the full one. Right. Yeah.
Billy Blacksmith, the Demon Slayer, will get you what you need. Thanks.